Pastor Ray Bentley with Counsel for People Pleasers. Do you spend time and energy trying to please other people, whether it's for in your appearance or what you like and everything is all so that people are happy with you. You are a prisoner. Let me tell you what your father has in mind. He wants you to be you. He wants you to be all you. Spread Welcome to Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. Someone has said, if you ain't who you is, you is who you ain't. God made you who you are on purpose. No one can be you as good as you can be you. But as we each live our lives, we should seek to live each day more like Christ. We'll get some help with that challenge today in the Gospel of Luke. Beginning in chapter 12, let me uh, read the first three verses. It says, in the meantime, when an innumerable multitude of people had gathered together so that they trampled one another, he began to say to his disciples, first of all, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed nor hidden that will not be known. And therefore, whatever you have spoken in the dark will be heard in the light. And what you have spoken in the ear of inner rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops. This is more than a big, you know, as we think of stadium full of enthusiastic people. This is unlike anything you have ever seen in your life or in my life. I've been to playoff games at you know, the crowds cheering the chargers, uh, painted, you know, blue and gold, yelling and screaming and jumping out up and down. But even within all of that, there, there is some decorum as they're caught up in the spectacle of what's happening down on the field. And that's for a game. This is about people who have, and you can only know this by experience, who, who have been imprisoned with demonic spirits and set free. Their testimony is now in and among that crowd. People who, not not only who were blind, but who were born blind, who had never seen color, who had never seen anything, who now were able to see. Lame, who were able to walk. Dead, who have been raised. Uh, And so, those real, tangible, miraculous stories that that you couldn't deny them because the families were all there. And it had been done in in public uh, light of day and people had seen it. And so all the, the many, no doubt hundreds and now by three years later, thousands of miracles Jesus had done had only ignited and inflamed the needs of hundreds of thousands of people saying, well, where's my miracle? Now, when it says they're trampling on one another, America and our culture, we were kind of, we're a little bit crazy and people can be rude at times. uh, And maybe, you know, they cut in line and sneak in line. But you know, in in this part of the world over here uh, where we're talking about, 
It, it's another story. If you've ever had the opportunity to travel, and I, can, I know, I, I've seen, I have experienced. I've been in the midst where you're trying to, you know, you're lining up. And the other people look at you from wherever they're from and they go, what a fool, what are you getting in line for? That means you're last. You've got to throw some elbows getting through crowds, getting to the front of the line, you're just aghast, you know, with our civility. They are like, I will not be denied. If, you know, like the lady that said, if I can touch the hem of his garment, what did she have to go through, you know, getting in and through the crowd? Well, now it is probably frightening. I think it was scary to be there and yet everybody that is that desperate. And you know, again, we're talking 2000 years ago, they don't have modern medicine and things that we have, let alone people even with all that we have still would love and desire and go seeking a miraculous cure for their many ailments. Well, dial it back 2000 years ago. It was totally out of control. As I mentioned, we're here in the final months of uh, Jesus' ministry, and what I find interesting is that as soon as Jesus' ministry becomes extremely uh, popular, Jesus begins to warn against hypocrisy, and especially the hypocrisy of the Pharisees. And what, it seems like every time he built a crowd, he would seek to do something to thin the crowd. At one point in John, the Gospel of John, you know, everybody's following him and it's exciting and everybody's on board. And then he goes, okay, now look, if you guys don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, you can't have any part with me. And people are like, what? And they're walking, are you serious? Are you kidding? What does he mean? And it says, and many walked away. That's exactly what Jesus had intended at that point. Why are you coming after me? Why are you following me? And, and I guess what I want to say is this. We live in a culture that, that basically overtly uh, as well as subconsciously teaches you to seek popularity. That this gives you meaning in life, it gives you fulfillment in life, and there are books and tapes and videos that you can buy and people that can give you, you know, positive uh, techniques of how to be popular in that sense. To me, what I find interesting is that Jesus goes exactly against that. He doesn't desire that in any stretch of the imagination. And he starts talking about hypocrites. Now look with me in verse uh, four. He says, and I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that have no more that they can do. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who? after he is killed, has power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins, and not one of them is forgotten before God? But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Here, Jesus is teaching to fear God and not fear men. This is something that uh, touches all of us, and so I'll share with you that me as well, from when I was little, I did care very much what people thought of me and what people's opinions were of me. And when it talks about the fear of man, don't think of, this is an old English word, it's not like, oh, being afraid of. Think of it more in the idea of you, you value and honor their opinions. 
What Jesus is saying is do not overly value the opinions of other people, especially in comparison with God. What God thinks is so far more important than what other people think. What God values, there's no comparison with his values compared with other people's values. And what I know that the enemy has used in our lives often is trapping us with the fear of not going too deep with the Lord or becoming too spiritual. And he uses that fear of, oh man, what are people gonna think? You're a weirdo. And so you're kind of left on the outside. Well, no, 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 I'm not, you know, I'm not whatever. You're, you're kowtowing to whatever their opinions are. And there is a natural desire. I understand that we wanna, you wanna fit in. Nobody wants to be weird. But let me ask you this question. And this is something, this is where you have to be honest within your own heart and soul. And, and this is what can be a tremendous danger. Do you so care and spend time and emotion and energy trying to please other people, whether it's for in your appearance or uh, your personality or your, you know, what you like and do and your hobbies and everything is all so that people are happy with you. You are a prisoner. You're not being the unique, free you that, that God made that doesn't have to be, you know, kowtowing to other people's expectations. And that's why Jesus is pulling somewhat back from the crowd mentality that's happening uh, right there at that moment. Because they were not all there with pure motives. Oh, Jesus is the Messiah. Let's follow him, let's be his disciples. Let's pick up our cross and follow after him, come what may. That was not, they were into it for themselves. They wanted to be the next one that a miracle happened to me and maybe be a center of attention or whatever it was. And so Jesus is teaching some things that are, you know, from time immemorial to human nature. Esteem God's opinion of you above anyone else. Don't worry what other people will think of you. And, uh, you know, if you are stopped from going deeper in your walk with God by well, what will people think or say? You've just been caught with what you really value. Let me tell you what your father has in mind. Your father does not have in mind for you to stick out like a sore thumb in some sense or be uh, an extremist weirdo. He wants you to be free. He wants you to be you. He wants you to be all you, full of life, spontaneity, passion, Joy, zeal, unafraid, unabashed, open, authentic, real, honest, caring, like Jesus. In the end, look, think of the, the craziness of this. The enemy is trying to get you to be afraid of being more like Jesus, who if you wanna talk about popularity, there's never been a more popular human being on planet Earth. Jesus himself is extremely attractive, whether they were believers in him as Messiah or not. There was something drawing about him, his uniqueness. He crossed all barriers 
of, of race and religion and, and gender and everything else. He broke all of the rules. All of the taboos were knocked down. Do not be afraid. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do not be afraid to be more like Jesus than you have ever been before. This is the will of your Father, to grow up to the full measure of the stature of Jesus Christ. It will set you totally free. So he's saying, look, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that have no more power. You know, they will threaten you. And of course, some of the disciples were threatened. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who after he is killed has power to cast into hell. I say to you, fear him. Honor God, who has power not only over your body, but over your eternal soul. Pastor Ray Bentley will have more of today's study in just a moment. So many listeners have shared comments on what Pastor Ray's teachings on Maranatha Radio have meant to them. Pastor Ray was such a devoted servant of the Most High God and is now in the presence of his best friend and Savior, Jesus Christ. He ran the race and finished the course set before him. My love to the Bentley family and to Maranatha Ministries. Pastor Ray's teachings continue here on the radio thanks to the support from listeners like you. If you'd like to partner with Ray Bentley Ministries and Maranatha Radio, just go to our website, www.raybentley.com. That's raybentley.com. And now more of today's message from Pastor Ray Bentley. I love verses six and seven. These are most touching. Are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins? And not one of them is forgotten before God. And the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Although a sparrow seems to man insignificant, you know, we place value on things, and basically for a couple of copper pennies, you could buy uh, more than one sparrow. But God cares for sparrows. How many sparrows do you think there are in the world? I don't know, but would you say there's a lot? How many sparrows uh, today fell down? A little tiny sparrow and died. I don't know, but I know this. Every individual little sparrow that fell, the Father in heaven was touched by it, took note of it and cared. Oh, little sparrow died. <laughs> I wasn't meaning to be funny, but it, what Jesus is saying is, if a little sparrow falls and he goes, oh, a little sparrow died, how much more does he care about you and I? Are we not more worth more than a couple of copper pennies? Are we not his sons and daughters? Are we not made in the image and the similitude and the likeness of God? And then Jesus gives a fascinating insight and he only gives one little thought about it. But I'll tell you, this opens up an encyclopedia of imagination. He says, your father is so into you. He knows exactly how many hairs are on your head. In other words, he keeps stats. You know how you're into baseball or whatever, you've got cards and they've got all the stats going back for years and batting averages or whatever it is that you're, when you're really into it, you know every little detail. Your father in heaven has stats on every 
part of your physical being, of your mind, of your heart, of your soul, of your thoughts, of your emotions, of your imaginations, of your fears, of your anxiety. He's got it all. He's got all the details. Why? Because he is concerned for us. So Jesus says, therefore, what are you afraid of? He's comforting Jesus, his disciples. He says, the Father knows your needs. He is concerned for you. He's keeping some interesting statistics on you, even to the smallest details. So don't be afraid. And then think of your Father and love him and worship him and follow him and spend time with him daily. Now, verses 8 through 12, we'll close with this. He says, also I say to you, whoever confesses me before men, him, the Son of Man, also will confess before the angels of God. But he who denies me before men will be denied before the angels of God. And anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But to him who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven. Now when they bring you into the synagogues and magistrates and authorities, do not worry about how or what you should answer or what you should say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. We're in a very dependent uh, state upon the Holy Spirit here, and, and Jesus is saying, look, don't fear men, but you should fear God, and how do you show your reverence of God? It's by confessing the Father and that you love His Son. Uh, and I wrote this in a little story that I sent out in my email this last week, that there was a, uh, many, many people that came to the Lord this Easter weekend, and the one that, that touched me personally the most happened at 6.30 in the morning at our sunrise service at the end, and this, you know, people had come forward, and then I talked to a few people, and then last there was a little girl, I think she might have been eight years old, and she walked up, and just tears are streaming down her cheeks. And she says, oh, Pastor Ray, I just, and she's trying to hold it together. I just had to tell you that when the invitation was given, I had to come forward because I wanted the Father to be proud of me that I stood up for Jesus. And I just went right on. Oh man, it just, it just melted me. I wanted the Father to know that I stood up for his son, Jesus. That's what Jesus is talking about. Fear God. Let's, you know, all the time, we've given enough time worrying about what other people think of us. <laughs> We're going to spend eternity in heaven with God. Shouldn't we give a little bit more time to what is Jesus thinking about me? What is my Father in heaven thinking about me? Confessing Him publicly before men. And then Jesus makes a very interesting statement that has troubled some people. And I want to explain it briefly, hopefully simply to you. Anybody that speaks a word against the, the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But to whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit... It will not be forgiven. Here's what's interesting, and I want to try to share this within the context. But God the Father was the first of the Trinity to witness to his beloved Israel and the Jewish people. And the Father sent his witness, which was a man named John the Baptist. John the Baptist spoke from the heart of the Father to prepare the way for the Messiah. And he said, repent for the Messiah is coming and the kingdom of God is at hand. It's as close as a hand in front of your face. They nationally rejected for the most part. There was a remnant that did embrace him and believe in him and prepared the way to become Jesus' disciples. But he was 
the father's messenger was rejected and John the Baptist uh, was beheaded. That can be forgiven though. Father says that will be forgiven because now I'm going to send my son, Jesus. And Jesus is Jesus of the gospels and did all these miracles and then died on the cross for our sins and then rose from the dead. And him they crucified. And so how, what about that? Jesus says even that will be forgiven. From the cross he prayed, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And why could Jesus be forgiving? Well, because many of them did not know what they did. They did in ignorance. And plus, the Holy Spirit is coming. And so after the resurrection of Jesus, the Holy Spirit came in and through the apostles like John and like Peter. And miracles happened again. And even the dead were raised again. And glory came. And people again were saved. And many Jews were saved. And right there in Jerusalem. But then they rejected the witness of the Holy Spirit through the apostles in Acts chapter 7, they stoned Stephen. Remember that? Stephen gave the, one of the best Bible studies on the, old, the entire Old Testament prophecies about the Messiah in Acts chapter 7. And they stoned him. And when they stoned Stephen, I think something happened. I think something cracked, as it were, in between heaven and earth on that moment for now the witness of the Holy Spirit. They had rejected the Father, he forgave them. Then he sent his son, they rejected and crucified Jesus and he forgave even that. And then they rejected the witness of the Holy Spirit after the resurrection. And when Stephen died in Acts chapter seven, it says then in Acts chapter eight, the Holy Spirit began ministering into Samaria. And then in chapter 10, he started going out even further to the Gentiles. And it never was quite the same. Though God did not immediately judge Israel at that moment, it was within less than 40 years, 70 AD, the temple was destroyed and the Jewish nation was dispersed to the four corners of the earth. I believe what Jesus is referring to here is that rejection right there in Jerusalem. And so I don't think this sin can be repeated today in the same way as it was then. The only unpardonable sin, therefore, is to reject Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And you have hope until your last breath that God loves you. Jesus is standing knocking at the door. And if you'll open your heart, he will come in and save you. Never give up on anyone. You know, after they have died, well, you can't pray for them once. It's appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. But up until then, the only unforgivable sin that is mentioned in the Bible is not accepting Jesus. John chapter three, verse 36 says, he who believes in the son has everlasting life. And he who does not believe in the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. So, do you have Jesus inside of your heart? Do you know him? Do you love him? Do you honor him and his opinion more than anything for anyone else in this world? If so, right on. If not, why not? And make sure that he is there. Pastor Ray Bentley with good counsel on the importance of accepting the eternal life Jesus offers. And if you'd like to know more about that offer, go to our website, raybentley.com, and click on About, then look for the words Knowing God. Again, that's at raybentley.com. Now, today's study is titled The Holy Spirit and Jesus. 
If you missed any part, you can hear a replay on iTunes or at that website, raybentley.com. Again, raybentley.com. There at the homepage, there's a place to leave a written tribute to Pastor Ray's life and ministry. And by clicking Media, you'll see the words Watch, Radio, and Devo. Three ways to enjoy Pastor Ray's insights via video, audio recording, or daily devotions. In fact, at the very bottom of the page, you can arrange to receive Pastor Ray's daily devotions each day automatically at no charge. And also link to his YouTube and Facebook pages. So why not bookmark it? RayBentley.com. And you'll find Pastor Ray's books, including his brand new one, The Final Witness, and The Cyrus Mandate, both page-turning prophetic fiction novels in the Elijah Chronicles series. You'll see End Times Prophecy in a whole new light. And RayBentley.com is always where you'll find the best deals on Pastor Ray's resources. You can also donate securely right there on the site. Your investments help bring the whole gospel to the whole world. Our mailing address is Maranatha Radio, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127. Next time, join Pastor Ray for more from our studies in Luke. More from God's Word next time on Maranatha Radio. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley is an outreach of Maranatha Chapel, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127.